Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Prosperity by the Pint. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is a podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. This week's episode and this week's beer, this week's episode, episode 84, the case of the celebrity hedge fund titans and the beer, much more important is called a love potion love i think it's the, yeah it's the love potion so you get the love potion this is uh, from new holland brewing by mixing half of their passion blaster and half of their tangerine space machine into this love potion i only heard about it because my in-laws went to the brewery and apparently it's something they share there these beers are actually really hard to find on shelves and so um get to have this at home and so Let's give it a shot. Cheers here, team. Ooh, I can say mm, without a doubt that that is better than either one of those beers alone. I don't know whose idea it was to put that together, but they are a genius. That is lovely. I just, I can't say enough good things about that. My goodness. Okay. So I wanted to talk today because I see this stuff pop up on my timeline. And if you follow anything business, finance, investing related, you're going to have stuff pop up on your Facebook newsfeed, your Google newsfeed, whatever your newsfeed is, on these hedge fund billionaires. And and the time and the the, the headlines are going to look something like, see the stocks this hedge fund billionaire is buying, or Warren Buffett just bought these three stocks. Here's how to play them, or invest like a hedge fund, or so-and-so is doing this, so-and-so, Bill Ackman predicts financial doom, Ray Dalio says the economy was going to go into a 20-year recession, blah, blah, blah. Okay, besides clickbait, these celebrity hedge fund managers, I mean, are making big trades. And so the, the most of the, I mean, the clickbait's not necessarily super, super deceiving. I think it's deceiving investment practices, but it, it they're making these changes. But also, you got these hedge fund managers that go on CNBC and Fox Business and 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 on Twitter, and they share these different things, right? And and they might be talking about one of their sub funds or sub strategies that they bought three stocks, and then I'll see a retail investor go in and say, "Well, I'm going to own thirty percent of each one of those stocks in my portfolio," and that's not the right move. So I, I wanted to talk about the allure around these managers and why you probably shouldn't be listening to their direction and what you should be listening to. So first off, I wanted to say that these are smart people, right? Bill Ackman, uh, you know, Carl Icahn, Ray Dalio, these guys are smart um, and, and, and they know what they're doing. Um, and you can listen to them and learn things. You're going to learn different things about how the market works and, and, uh, and how it moves. And, and, and maybe you'll even learn some economics from them but don't necessarily follow their moves. And I just want to share that even though these managers are, are titans of industry, in many cases, they're billionaires, they get it wrong. And they get it all wrong a lot more often than the allure would let you believe or the headlines would let you believe. So let's start with hedge funds total as how they have performed. So let's look at, okay, there's an article from assetbuilder.com. Hedge funds as a whole have underperformed inflation since 2003, period, ending January 2020. So let me repeat that. As hedge funds as a whole have underperformed inflation, which means you could buy a, 
a postage stamp, which performs about with inflation, hang on to it and then sell it, and your investment would have done better than hedge funds on average since 2003. That is just so shockingly disappointing and and surprising that I, I don't even know how to describe it. But that is that is the 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 average, right? So what about the good ones? Because we we wouldn't invest in bad hedge fund managers. Uh, we wouldn't want to follow bad hedge fund managers. We'd only want to follow the good ones, right? So there's there's quite a few uh, celebrity hedge fund managers out there um, that 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 are big names that that you see on the the news circuits all the time. Beer break, real quick, because this is delicious. Ah, that is good. So some of the most well-known are Bill Ackman, David Ihorn, Ray Dalio, and of course Warren Buffett. Really isn't a uh, isn't a hedge fund manager. He's the Oracle of Omaha, and he's one of the best investors of all time. But he's not a hedge fund manager. But I see clickbait regarding Warren Buffett all the time. So let's look at how some of them have done. So Bill Ackman, who manages Pershing Square, if if you have followed this at all, you might remember him getting into a very public. Uh, uh, investment uh, betting against Herbalife, which is the uh, healthcare supplement Ponzi scheme. I mean, pyramid um, uh, multi-level marketing company, and he was betting against that company. I mean, he was doing presentations where he was crying and different things like that, and uh, and that really has k- killed his performance in the last couple of years. But uh, I wanted to talk about what he did this year, and then his also his performance as of late. So. Bill Ackman managing Pershing Square. He's a billionaire. His fund is worth billions. He went on CNBC on March 18th. I'm going to give the guy credit. He saw the COVID and he bet against it early and he made a fortune for his investors this this year with regard to this. But he went on CNBC. So he made this big bet against the markets because he was concerned about COVID. And then on March 18th, he went on CNBC, called in and started talking about how dire this is. Uh, these companies are going to go to zero. Our economy needs to be shut down for 30 days, please. And he's on the verge of tears. And the markets were having a good day. And as he was speaking, they started to tumble. And on March 18th, they ended down big. So, I mean, he is a he is a force, and, and the markets listen to it. I mean, he's on there preaching doom and gloom. Here's the thing. While he's on there preaching doom and gloom, he had his bets against the market that he went and, and simultaneously while he's while he's speaking, his firm closed out those bets against the market and bought it as it was crashing while he was speaking. So he was talking out of his and, and I don't know that this was de- deceitful intentionally, but it sure feels that way. So he bet against the market, did really well during the covid crash, calls into CNBC. The market's having a good day. We're five days before the end of the crash calls in and says market's going to keep going down. Market starts to go down that day. His firm goes ahead and pushes all their chips back into the market as he makes it crash. I don't know that he made it crash. I'm being hyperbolic, but you get what I'm saying. So one, take with a grain of salt everything you hear on these shows, okay? Two, let's talk about what his performances looked like. So he really has done well. Intel 2015. So he started his firm in 2004. Performance was great. But in 2013 is when he got into that Herbalife bet. And he does a concentrated portfolio. A couple of, uh, couple of holdings that make up, small number of holdings, make up huge portions of his portfolio. So he's betting against Herbalife. That went wrong. And from 2015 to 2018, he had negative returns. 
He didn't have a single four years in a row. He didn't have a single return in three out of those four years. The S and P was up. And so, and, and two out of th- four of those years, the S P 500 and all other markets were up big time, big time. And so they get it wrong too. He got in a personal fight and he made a bad decision there. David, I right? Well, and the other thing about it is his firm is, is a fund of just bled assets. They had to lay people off. It was a whole thing. Um, he'll probably do great now for like five years, attract a bunch of new investors, and then he'll do bad again. I mean, that's, <laughs> I'm not predicting that, but it's, we'll, we'll see. David Heinhorn, Greenlight Capital. He started this in 96, and according to whalewisdomalpha.com, had returns of 26% a year over the next decade. But over the last five years, he's done a total of negative 21.05%. Estimated to be a billionaire at one time, he's now worth uh, estimated less than $700 million. I mean, this guy is one of the ones that you'll see talking all the time on the news shows. Um Kind of a just, wow, that is a crazy statistic. Last five years, negative 21%. And, and these have been good market years. Um, so just, just goes to show you. All right, the big one. This is the big whale. Ray Dalio. If you've never heard of him, um, go, give him a Google. Watch some of his – he has a TED Talk out there. He's brilliant. He's likable. He's charismatic. And I would argue to say that he's probably genius-level intellect, certainly smarter than I am. Uh, much, much smarter than I am. And I'm not afraid to admit that. That's that's sometimes the problem with managers. I think they have an issue admitting that. But he's got probably the most most famous hedge fund, Bridgewater Capital. It's certainly the biggest. And in by many, many uh, estimates, the most successful hedge fund of all time. He started it in the 70s out of his apartment. Um, and he it built a reputation on one of its strategies called Pure Alpha Strategy. And so what this is meant to be is a risk hedge strategy. Um, and, and, it, and it built its notoriety around it. And, and so I found it pure uh, assetbuilder.com did a phenomenal expose on this. So if you have time to give that a Google, read it. But they, they read into this um, performance and the story of Pure Alpha a lot. And so the guy that wrote the article was writing basically about how he read about Ray Dalio and Pure Alpha in 2011. And then uh, he made a mental note of it. He was writing a book about investment managers that underperform. And he made a mental note of how great that fund is done. And so then he tracked it from January of 2012 until uh, the most recent data he had was March 6th of 2020. So it built this phenomenal reputation, knocking it out of the park. I mean, this this fund is killing it. It's it's in the billion, many, many billions, hundreds of billions of estimates. Um. And, and since 2012 until March 6th of 2020, it's done about 2.86% a year. To put that in context, the U.S. market has done double digits since then. International market has done phenomenal. And bonds have outperformed. So just a straight indexed, balanced portfolio of low-cost index funds would have kicked the crap out of somebody that I would argue is a genius-level intellect, has been the most successful hedge fund manager of all time over an eight-year period of phenomenal market growth. I don't know what else to say, but saying that of these smart people are smart and they can be smart and they can beat the market. But at the end of the day, they're going to revert back to the average because that's the way markets work. You're not competing against a brick wall. You're competing against other smart people and smart participants. And sometimes just going along for that ride and low cost, this really correlates well with episode 82, the case you're index investing. So 
here's my advice to you on this is when you're seeing financial advisors, financial experts, different people talking on a radio show, NPR, Fox Business, CNBC, Bloomberg TV, Twitter, whatever your 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 stick is, just take that that whatever they're saying with a grain of salt because one, there's an honesty factor. Two, are they actually an expert? And three, they might have been right a lot, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to be wrong the next time because and there's a lot of smart people that are wrong often. And at the end of the day, if you can buy the market and do really well, you should do that. That's just It's just that simple. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Cheers. And don't forget to subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are. That's where we are. Cheers. The topics that I discuss in this podcast are meant to be general information and educational only. I'm not giving you specific advice because I don't know you personally. In order to give you specific advice, you should work with an advisor or someone that can learn your specific situation and give you advice that applies to you. If I talk about a specific security, please keep in mind I'm not recommending that security. And don't forget, investing involves risk. When you invest, there's always the possibility of losing capital, which is why you should consult with a qualified, licensed financial advisor prior to investing.